0: A bit of Beastie Boys to start the day.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: A lot of Beastie stock today. We'll uh, start off with a classic. <laughs> what was the first time you heard uh, Paul's Boutique, the album?
1: Uh, I got it for th- at the same Christmas. Um, I got Ocarina of Time. So, December 97. 97. Cool. Right? That'd be December 97. Yep. Yep. I, uh... This album always goes hand-in-hand hand with Ocarina. Because I... The year before is when I got the N64 and I got Super Mario and I got, like, a 5-disc CD changer. So I would always listen to this album while I played Ocarina. Because not like Link had a voice, so all I had to do his reader anyways. Um... So the, those two things will ever be linked in my brain, which is probably why Paul's boutique is my favorite Beastie Boys album and probably my top five albums of all time.
0: Nice. Yeah, we'll get into it in a little bit. We're gonna mention a few few other things, um, what we watched this week, um, and we I finally caught up on last week's and this week's Ted Lasso. Yeah. Last week's episode was one of the best episodes they've put out, um, and we oh, were yeah. kind of, of the entire <clears throat> series. We were kind of bashing the series up, season three up until last week or a couple weeks ago. This but, season,
1: it was really just the first half was kind of yeah. very hit or miss. There was a couple of good ones in there, but it was mostly hit or miss. But the last three <clears> or so have been them, yeah. bangers. Yeah, like when the show uh, hits, the show hits.
0: Yeah, when the show wants to wants to come out with a good episode, it does. Um, this week and last weeks are no exception to that. I mean, it was they are both incredible episodes. Uh, we'll start with last week's episode. Rupert showing his true colors. He's a slime ball. Rupert, of course, is um, West Ham running that the rival to uh, Birmingham or uh, uh, yeah, whatever it is, um, and Nate is still working there at this point and Jade comes to visit and you can tell that she gets creeped out by Rupert and him kind of like nonchalantly not giving a fuck about her and, and Nate's relationship. Yeah. And towards the end that of the episode scene. An yeah. And towards the end of the episode that plays out and, uh, beard has an epic rant about Jimmy page versus Joe Walsh as best, best guitarist. It's awesome. Um, yep. Higgins in this episode has a great line. Um, I can't remember exactly how it went, but there's a uh, there's a scandal that goes on in this. It's a gay scandal, I believe. There's nothing. This is the episode, right? It's been a while yeah, since this I this the
1: episode. It. Yep. Yep. Where the gay slaying was said at yes. the beginning of the episode yes, by the it crowd. Was. And, yeah. yep.
0: and they threw the they threw the person out of the audience. And, uh, yeah, Higgins Higgins was in his old Higgins form in this episode as well. And uh, Roy, in this episode, he finds his way. Um, you can yes. tell that he's a leader. You can tell that he's probably going to, like you've mentioned before, he's probably going to run the football yep. club at the end of this, be the main coach. Only one Ted, episode left. Yep, Ted
1: goes yep. back home. So. And that um, uh, press conference was awesome.
0: Yeah, because he didn't want to do the press press conference. Ted asked him to do it. And he finally found found his form, and he interacted with the people in the press conference brilliantly. He he kind of kind of fell into that uh, fell into that hole very well. So then we get to episode ten this week, and the very beginning of the episode, you find out because Rupert was fucking with him that Nate has quit West Ham. He has no job anymore. Um, setting up this redemption story that will be told in the next two episodes. Um, hopefully him going back to Ted lasso and beard and Roy and back to that football club. Um, there's a happy uncle day with Roy and Roy and his uh, niece and sister. Um, she gets him a shirt uh, a, a jersey
1: Looks like Hulk Hogan
0: Well he, he first first she gets him a jersey. With the name Kent. Oh no, was it wasn't. Oh, yeah. no, it was. It was Jamie. It was, no, it was Jamie gave it to him. It, it was Jamie gives him the gives him the jersey with his name Kent in the back, but he got them to change the E to a U.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like his original kit jersey from like his first year playing. Yeah, that's the what it was. Something. That's
0: what it was. Yep. Um, and uh, Higgins Rupert. Willy Wonka analogy and everybody dying in Willy Wonka <laughs> was incredible in this. Higgins has been great in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, and everything built and destroyed at the beginning of this season to restart and renew um, new changes. Uh, formerly fall apart, which we've kind of been hoping would happen, and they did. Starting with Keely's uh, PR firm closes down, Nate's job, he loses it. Um, and at the very end of the episode, Keely and Roy get back together. Um, it's a really cool scene where, uh, Roy gives Keeley a letter and right as, right as they're separate, going separate ways and Roy is walking away, the camera cuts in a very, very, very small millisecond. You see Keeley start to run towards Roy. Um, and I thought that was really cool filmmaking, really cool, um, visual to that scene. Um, and yeah, uh, and then, and then, um, and then uh, what's her name? Rebecca's at Keeley's house, and Roy comes out in a nightgown. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then next, the next story we have going on is Nate's redemption. Um, I mean, that's basically what's left in this season. What's left in this series if it doesn't come back after season three? If there's any, I mean, there may be spinoffs, who knows? But um, I think the Ted Lasso story, for what we know, may be over. Um, I think we may see. Um, we may see Roy, we may see Nate, we may see...
1: I wonder how long the uh, final episode is going to be, because this one was an hour.
0: Well, there's two more episodes, there's 12, right? Oh, this there's two episode, more, okay. Yeah, this is episode I 10. I thought this was
1: 11, okay, cool. Yep.
0: So there's two more um, this week, uh, next week, and the week after, so Memorial Day week will be the last one. And looking forward to it, because it is getting really good, and they, yep. when they want when that, they want to make...
1: That, and Succession, and Burial in that week. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: because those are all ser- those are serious finales, too, so yep. yeah. Yep. Um, I wanted to mention Pan and Wendy because I've been pushing it back, and I have a feeling I'm probably not going to go back and watch it, and I just want to get these notes (laughs) done and over with. Um, I kind of have a hit or miss with the live-action Disney movies to begin with. I loved the the animated Peter Pan when I was growing up. Um, I love the animated movies from Disney, some of them. Um, Little Mermaid comes out next week. The live action Beauty and the Beast live action was pretty good. I hear Lion King is okay. I hear Dumbo, Pinocchio, or you never trash. saw Lion King? I haven't seen it. No. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I, the
1: same exact movie, but it's that's, that's basically what fucking I heard. CGI instead of drawing.
0: That's what I heard, and <laughs> different voice actors for for the most part. Um, yeah. it's so good. they so they decided to make Pan and Wendy a retelling, reimagining of Peter Pan. Um, in live action, same, same character designs of the animated version, live action recreation of the animated, uh, 1953 Disney animation, uh, down to the set pieces, clothing, aesthetics, so on and so forth. Um, they also took the, what I like to call the Pirates of the Caribbean approach to the treatment where they made it gritty, they made it look, um, look like a pirate village and stuff like that, um... I don't understand why this didn't go to theaters. I guess they have no faith in the theatrical release of it. I think it would have made a little bit of money. I don't know if they would have made. You also any have money to back. figure
1: it would cost them. How much did the movie costs? Like eighty million, maybe.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, so I it would have
1: cost them another seventy or eighty I, million just to promote it. It does and look good. And if they break even, it's not really worth it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, studies have shown that if things go to theaters first, then to streaming, then it it plays better on streaming. But I don't know if this was that type of movie that could have done
0: that. Yeah. I mean, it does look I good. I don't know if the it, market's
1: right. For it, it looks right like
0: now. a, it looks like a good, th- yeah, right. That's probably what it is. It does look good. It look, looks like a good theater movie, but um, you see the lost boys, you see uh, girls in the lost boys as well. Cause obviously if you're, if you're stealing kids from London or, or around the world and you're bringing them to, to Neverland, you're not going to have just boys. You're going to have girls. And there's also one kid with down syndrome, which I thought was a kind of a neat touch. Um, you're not just going to get just random kids too. You'll get some kids yep. that have mental mental problems. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Alan Tudyk, he's in a lot of stuff. He plays the darlings, the the children's father. Um, Jude Law plays Captain Hook, and Jim Gaffigan. How plays... How is he? How was Jude Law? He's pretty good. Um, and okay. Jim Gaffigan plays uh, Shmi, his sidekick. And that's I got about an hour in. I haven't finished it. I may finish it. I may not. It's one of those movies. Like, eh, it's okay. Um, so far, I mean. I'm not, if I'm, if I don't watch it after a couple of weeks and kind of just float out of my brain and not want to watch it again, but maybe if I decide that there's nothing to watch, which there is never anything not to watch, um, <laughs> yep. I may go back and watch it, but I just wanted to bring it up cause I want to get it out of the notes, not keep having it on there, but it's on there. It's on Disney plus right now for free. If you have this, if you have the service, you can watch that. Um, you wrote in the notes you want to talk about Superman some more. We can talk about sure, it. Sure, why not? We can talk, to, talk about it in length. We won't, we've been talking about uh, fan casting,
1: talking yeah. about... I just um, wanted to bring it up because uh, now the rumor all of a sudden is like the day after we recorded, or maybe two days after, Nicholas Holt is apparently the frontrunner for Luther. Lex Luthor. Yep. Um, I like that. I like that the villain will be somebody Young. more well-known than whoever played Superman. Um, and, of course, that also came in the news that Corinne Sweat is apparently the leader, which means he probably won't get the role. But I was kind of excited because I called that like four months ago. Um, So, yeah, Um, things are starting to shape up. I believe we'll get casting at uh, CinemaCon or Comic-Con. Comic-Con, yeah, two months away. But who knows, especially with what's going on with the writers right now, if they're going to release that stuff because they may have to push all this production stuff back, depending because this writer's strike may go till September, October, into early next year. Yeah. So uh they're supposed to start shooting in January, so we'll see. Um I really don't know who you would cast as Jimmy Olsen. Um Listen, you I mean I, I see I made a
0: list of Yeah. The characters the main characters of Superman I made a list on our notes. Okay. Um we'll get into it a little bit, like not we're not gonna get any specifics of who we want, but maybe Celebrity scale of one being not so famous, ten being a famous actor coming okay. into this role. Like yeah. somebody like somebody like the Perry White character runs a newspaper. You probably would want a sort of A list, B list celebrity coming yes. in there to be that character. Um, older, of course, Griff, uh, like forties, like fifties. Michael early Rooker 50s. be too old. Michael Rooker would and be. Do great. you think he's
1: big enough name? Oh yeah, and it's I James... think he's. A, I think he is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, James Gunn has made him a household name, and Walking Dead, too. Or but.
1: Nathan Fillion, perhaps. Nah, He's Nathan, in a lot of stuff by James Gunn, but I don't see it as Perry White.
0: Rain Wilson. I mean, there's a whole bunch of yeah, people Ryan that are aff- yeah. affiliated with James Gunn that can be brought in. That's the thing. There's affiliations with James Gunn, and these people are going to come into this project somehow. So They've yep. worked with him in the past. Um, you've, got also, you've got the office alumni. You've got Super. You've got all the Guardians movies that he's done. You've also got all the DC stuff that he's done as well. So far, he's done Suicide Squad. So you've got... Could he bring in Peacemaker and Uski in a cameo at the end? I mean, there's, yep. there's random, random yeah. shit that could happen in this movie. Um, and I I think... Uh, the other question I had on here... Will we see... We'll probably see Ma Kent. We'll see, we'll see yep. his mother. Will we see a Pa Kent? Had he already died? Um, if I not...
1: Think- It'll be similar to the Burton Batman, where it was like an hour and a half into the movie they showed his parents dying. So maybe we'll get his his death then. Um, And probably a few scenes sprinkled throughout the movie, similar to, I guess, Man of Steel with him and Pa Kent. Um, Or maybe the entire beginning will be on the farm for like 10, 15 minutes. And then later in the movie, you see his death or something. I don't know. Yeah, because we'll see we'll see his death.
0: His mother, like his mother was always a part of the Superman lore. She's the one that, of mm-hmm. course, made the suit. Uh, the father had already passed at that point. Uh, Snyder did a good job telling that part of the story. Um, the, the father was already dead before he moved to Metropolis, yep. for the most part. Um, yeah. The only thing after, is,
1: Henry Cavill was 33, playing like a 16-year-old, watching his father die.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like an actor like Jimmy Olsen... A younger kid, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody unknown coming into that. A younger kid, yeah. maybe you, somebody um, would expect to be an intern. At I think a, he's at too old. Company. But
1: as far as um, actors that might be known, I think he's too old. But uh, Huey from The Boys, uh, what's his name?
0: Yep, Jack Wade. He, he
1: he would be very good. But like I said, I think he might be slightly too old to be this Jimmy.
0: Yes. I don't really
1: know his age, but um, I that saw a little bit true. in like scream like his how he could be like. That or like even as Huey, um, but I mean, yeah, I think most of the cast should be unknown. Uh, the lowest character seems to be headed towards that girl that plays the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, is what they're claiming. That's
0: what I saw too, Um,
1: and I heard she's fantastic in that show, yeah. Um, so we'll see.
0: Um, and I'm okay with a a C-less, B-list yes, kind of uprising, uh, celebrity status for a lowest lane Mm -hmm. character. Because um, obviously anybody who gets these roles Is going to make him a household name Happens yeah. with every Superman Around that they yep. ever made Now let's get into the villains uh, Last week we mentioned Bizarro I mentioned a, yep. a great Bizarro would be Batista I think it would be a great Bizarro He's got the yep. look and aesthetic wants to do it. If he wants to do something like that um, Brainiac um, Is mostly a CGI character um, I don't know who they would get to play that character Because it's all mocap at this point, um, you can do fucking Andy Circus. You can do yep. pretty much anybody that's familiar. You can do Sean Gunn, for Christ's sakes, doing the mocap, and then bring somebody in to do the voice later on.
1: I think Sean um, Gunn said the last time he's doing mocap was Guardians 3.
0: Okay. So, yeah, who or knows? maybe
1: he might have just been talking about Rocket Raccoon because he had to be like on his hands and knees, and now he's like 50 years old, so it right. really hurts him to do it. So he might have just been met, meaning Rocket Raccoon the last time you'll see him doing mocap as Rocket, yep. but... Um, yeah, he'd be a good choice to mocap brainiac, but they'd have another actor do everything else. I'm assuming,
0: and probably like number three would be Mister Missexaplex, who is from another dimension, kind of a short, miniature dwarf-like character. Could be, mm-hmm. could be a dwarf that played the character like um, uh, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage Could be <laughs> Dinklage, very, very much so. A dink. Yep. Uh, so who knows? Uh, the, the Superman characters um, are far and wide. And they're going to make whoever plays these characters a household name because I think this is going to be a successful movie. If would it be funny if they
1: brought Cavill back to be Bizarro?
0: (laughs) It would. It would destroy that Snyder verse that you're. Oh my god!
1: Could you fucking imagine? (laughs)
0: So now we're we're talking about Snyder. Uh, Do you think the Supergirl that's being um, developed, the Supergirl in that movie of the Flash, will show up in Superman? Is it going to be? It in the same if world they
1: keep the actress um because he's developing a new whole u-
0: thing. he's developing a new universe for the most yep. part um and everything says that from what everyone said when they saw the flash that the reviews said that you can kind of see where this universe is going mm. after the flash is over, yeah so that to me that means that everything was righted that was wronged or. Kind of, the multiverses were combined into one, which we've been speculating for years. Um, so will this Supergirl be part of that? Who knows? Um, I like what I've seen in the commercials. Everybody's saying that she's great in the movie of the Flash that have seen it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to wait and see. We got a we got about a month left now. The tickets went on sale today. Um, so. Now you're talking about who? What other Superman or or DC characters do we want to show up in this? Um, you mentioned Batman. I, I, you mentioned you pretty much mentioned all of the Justice League. Right. And, and
1: Booster Gold, who was mentioned to have a TV show. I which think, I don't think he'll be in this. But I we'll think
0: see. if this if this is going to be the beginning of a universe, keep it simply Superman. Mm-hmm. Give Superman the time for a Brainiac or another story other than Lex Luthor we already know they're doing all-star superman which is basically superman is dying i don't know if that's how this is gonna play um superman at the end of it goes to the sun um to try to stop shit he ends up living on the sun so he doesn't actually die he goes on the sun um it's it's i don't know if they're they're gonna probably not gonna follow the comic book exactly but they're kind of going with that aesthetic was what i'm guessing um so yeah who knows um Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman—I don't think we'll see any of these. Maybe until think, later on. I think
1: there'll be mentions of them. Um, well, even but so, th- because they because James Gunn said that they all know each other already in this universe. Okay. So I think we'll have maybe. mentions or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we'll see them until potentially post. Uh, so post credits.
0: So if we were to guess, this is more like a Superman Year One, Year Two, wouldn't you think? Yep. So, yeah. So. Maybe this will be the beginning of whatever the Justice League will eventually become. Right. Um, right before they team up. Kind of like... Exactly like how the Avengers did it. Um, mm-hmm. You see the slow build of a world... A worldwide threat. Where the Justice League have to come together to dis- to destroy whatever this threat may be. Um, I don't know who the worldwide threat could be. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Um, Wonder Woman... Um, I mean, he's already doing that Wonder Woman TV show, so that's obviously or the Amazonian team TV show. That's obviously a part of this somehow. Yep, I think that will be the origin of Wonder Woman rather than seeing yep. her in this, but we'll see. When um, like you mentioned Booster Gold, Creature Commandos, um, that's the that's, that's debuting first, right? The animated show on HBO Max. I, that's the first thing coming out. I
1: assume it might be, um, right. just because it's animation, you can push through it. And everything was written like six months ago or whatever turned in six months ago. Right. Uh, so I could easily see that landing sometime late next year. Um, but then again, they do keep saying that Superman is the first thing in this universe. So maybe that will be coming out between Superman and the Batman maybe this summer. Right. Maybe like an August release for that.
0: Yeah. And and Creature Commandos, we could, we could see that. Um, and you, you, we didn't mention it, but Lobo—he's been rumored for a while. Yep. I know. Uh, I know what's his name wants to play him. Jason Momoa. Jason yep. Momoa wants to play him. Lobo is a great character, um, vigilante on a motorcycle in space. Uh, it's kind of weird. He's, on awesome, paper. he's
1: awesome in the animated show. I love yep. him in the animated show. Because um, um, yeah, he's like a yeah, he's a bad guy, but not really. Yeah. He's kind of in between, um, and he's a fun character.
0: And I think with James Gunn, I think we are going to get quite a few surprises. Um, yep. he's already mentioned he doesn't want to do too much comedy he wants to keep it dramatic he wants to keep it fresh he wants to keep it fresh. he wants to keep it, um, he wants to keep it a good sto- uh, good Superman story rather than mostly comedy it's not going to be a Guardians movie in other words is what he's saying so um yeah I'm looking forward to it we're going to talk about this for the next two or three years until the, until the first project <laughs> yes. comes out um, but yeah there's I, I'm sure there's going to be new casting announcements coming out in a couple months during Comic Con with this and Marvel, I mean, Marvel's got some shit coming out, too. Um, Hopefully. To kinda... Oh, did
1: you... Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it in the news, I bet, but there's some shit going on there.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit.
1: Different writers and whatnot, yep, so we'll get yeah. to that, but yeah. A lot
0: of, ch- a lot of changes because of the writer's strike, but we'll get into it. Um, so, the one thing... Well, no, we're going to get into that after. You watch two things first. We'll get into yeah, those. you want me to
1: talk about that real quick? Yep, we'll before talk about we those. to the other thing? Okay. Yep. Um, First up is Evil Dead Rise. I'm not the biggest Evil Dead fan, yep. um, but this movie was certainly enjoyable. And, like, it was made for Evil Dead fans. There's a great uh, chainsaw scene at the end. Cool. Um, it's bloody as hell. Um, I think you see it in some of the trailers where the uh, there's a cheese grater at the back of the girl's leg. Um, yes. So, yeah, there's a, there's some stuff that will make you, like, kind of squeamish. Um overall very good horror movie especially because it was one of those it was another one that was made for hbo max and uh saw it and decided to put it out in theaters Hmm. um so yeah it's definitely like if you're an evil dead fan you will love it um no bruce campbell to my knowledge i don't know if he was an extra or something somewhere along the lines but um yeah very good very bloody um it all kind of takes place in like one apartment building but uh pretty enjoyable and if you're an Evil Dead fan, I would definitely suggest you check it out when it comes to HBO. I don't know if it's there now or not, but it's out online to rent or buy. Bruce Campbell and wasn't then, in the
0: last one, was he? Was he in the, the
1: last
0: one? Yeah, was he in that
1: one? No, he was not. Okay. And, like, they're all, like, in the same universe, but they're not, like, really technically connected, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then today, I watched Still. Okay. You know what that is, right?
0: Um, yes. Yes. I want to watch the it. The Michael
1: J. Fox uh, documentary. Um give um, give, quick, give quick
0: reactions. I'm not to doing it we'll, we'll yeah, review it. I'm next not doing week any spoilers. Weekend. We're
1: going to talk about it next week. Um, okay. I watched that just cuz I was like flipping through Apple TV after watching Ted Lasso and I was like, "Oh shit, that's out now." I had no um, idea. I had no it's idea. It's like 2 hours. Yeah, it came out today. Okay. It's like hour and a half, 2 hours. Um, they tell basically his life story using um, shots from his older movies tv shows um some shots that were recorded just for the documentary so it kind of plays out like a movie and it intercuts with an interview with michael j fox and intercuts a lot of stuff with him doing like his rehab and like how he has to like he's still trying to learn to walk like every day so it's incredibly sad um at points um it's one of my favorite documentaries i've ever watched in my life and i love documentaries It is incredible. Like the minute it was over, I was like, I got to watch that again in the next week or two. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, you tear up at moments without a doubt. Um, Real quick, because you're going to be interested in the Back to the Future stuff, they do an incredible job of showing his day to day life when he was doing Back to the Future and Family Ties. Wow. They don't talk about Back to the Future 2 and 3 much, which I found odd because he was filming them when he found out he had Parkinson's. But um, mm. yeah, it's excellent. Um, highly recommend. Uh, definitely five pineapples. Nice. Yeah, So we'll I get hope, we'll get I into hope into you still enjoy it, even though I may have just overhyped it. But I really, really enjoyed it.
0: We'll get into it. We'll get into it in a couple weeks. Um, next Whenever you get
1: time
0: to. Yeah. Yep. We got a lot of movies coming up in the next month, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so the big thing that I watched, you watched it a couple weeks ago. Actually, you watched it a while ago. This movie came out. Uh, I seen it like three seven years. times. It came out three yeah, years ago, like 2020. <laughs> um, and the reason why we played Beastie Boys at the beginning is because Apple TV put out a, a documentary-slash-live show with uh, the two remaining members of the Beastie Boys, Ad-Rock and Mike D, um, called Beastie Boys Story. Uh, it was filmed in New York City in front of a live audience, and uh, it was basically them standing on a stage and playing videos in the background, telling the story of how they became a band... And the story of how they went from a group of teens in a punk rock with punk rock roots to meeting Rick Rubin, to Rick Rubin meeting um, Russell Simmons, to them starting Def Jam, signing the Beastie Boys, coming out with a great album, *License to Kill*, which I've heard for the not for the first time. *License to Ill*, yeah. *License to Kill* is a James Bond Mm -hmm. movie. *License to Ill*. Came out in eighty six or eighty seven, right? Eighty six.
1: Eighty
0: six. And uh, talking about the story of them with Run DMC being in Def Jam and the in the beginning of Def Jam, um, the whole thing with Run DMC, Run DMC, Aerosmith, and Adam Yell. Um,
1: <laughs> that story is playing, awesome. The uh, play, yeah, the bass guitar yeah. playing
0: Go bass on. when they're when they're performing live was amazing. Um, and the story, which I had no idea about this, I had no idea there was such a such a difference between License to Ill and Paul's Boutique, which was their oh second album, and how it took three years to make. Um, so incredible, yeah. I had no idea that Jeff they had a breach with Def Jam because uh, Adam Yell quit the group. They had no idea, by the way, and I didn't know that yeah. either. He just, like, um, left. He just left, and they had no idea until, like, two years later that, that he had quit the band. They just thought yep. they were in a hiatus. But they, yep. the band was actually in breach of contract from Def Jam. They sued them. Didn't give them any royalties from License to Ill. So I don't know if that ever got, got fixed later on. I have no idea the, the fu- future story of that. I don't even know if they've had a... Since they had a falling out, I don't know if they ever fixed it with uh, Russell Simmons and I've, and Rick
1: Rubin. I Yeah, they definitely did. Um, if you okay. remember in Fade to Black, um, the Jay-Z documentary, he's recording uh, 99 Problems at Rick Rubin's house. And Mike D is there. Um, okay. they never had a falling out with Rick Rubin per se. It was all Russell. Okay. Um, it was all Russell and some of it actually plays into Paul's boutique, which you didn't learn in the documentary, but the song Johnny Royale was about a homeless guy that lived outside of Mike D's apartment. And he, and Mike D used to just give him like Def jam merch. And Russell used to call him into the office and yelled at him because he didn't want the homeless to represent Def jam. Um, and I really love that song too, Johnny Royale. Um, but yeah, that's the—that's like one of the things they just – they did not get along with Russell at all. They were just friends with uh, Rick Rubin. Um, they liked doing stuff with him uh, from what I can tell. And yeah, they have I don't think they ever really had a falling out with him. It was mostly over what they were being paid by Russell and the fact that they were basically told to make another license at ill. And they were like, we're not making more – Party frat songs when we yeah. didn't want to to begin with, like that, that whole thing, thing about them making those songs. They made them to make fun of the party yeah, frat yeah. lifestyle, that but it amazing. caught on big with that lifestyle, so that's how they ended up blowing up.
0: And the other and the other story that was great is when they asked them what they wanted on stage. They said, "Oh, we want a go-go dancer. We want we want the DJ to be standing on on Jolt sodas, and we want a no. giant penis to shot to come flying out of a box at the end of our show." And they did everything for the License to Ill tour. They did everything for them they, to do that.
1: They thought about the giant penis, because they're like, "What's the most ridiculous thing that they'll definitely not do?" And they still did it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like, and the and the videos and the pictures of that, and I've seen them before, but then actually seeing it in this documentary again is amazing. Yep. Um, and the and you whole.
1: The whole, uh, sorry, when they opened up for uh, what's-her-name there, Madonna. Yes. And, the, and Ad-Rock would just come out on stage swearing at everyone like yeah. a pro wrestler. The, yeah,
0: that was that was also the thing, too, is Rick Rubin. We we know that he's a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And then bringing that into Jeff, Def Jam and seeing him trying to get the Beastie Boys in the very beginning of License to Ill Promotion being heels of wrestling but to yep. madonna fans is amazing um you mentioned paul's boutique you mentioned like yes. I, like i like you mentioned before they left da- Def jam ended up going to capital i believe it was capital and yep, was. they met they met the dust brothers and the dust brothers were two group two two guys um that were very computer savvy at the time i mean you're talking late 80s computers or the very very infancy of computers um And they started doing sampling. I mean, the sampling in License to Ill is amazing. For me, out of the two albums, now that I've heard Paul's Boutique and License to Ill um, in complete form, License to Ill is my favorite. um, Just because there's a few few songs on there that are just iconic. Some of the beats on that
1: album are crazy. The other issue with... A lot of people have that with... um Paul's Boutique is it does, a lot of the songs sound the same because they're yes. all done by the same producer. Yes. Um, so a lot of the, so it kind of like blends in at points. Um, but yeah, I mean, license is known mostly as the better album, uh, with Paul's Boutique known as like the album that like, like the, uh, the cult favorite type album.
0: The thing about Paul's Boutique is the sampled layers. Oh my God. Paul's Boutique. There are there's so many. Like, you
1: listen to that. 11 you can samples notice. and shake your rump. 11 samples yes. and shake your rump.
0: And you notice, like, if you really, really listen to it, you can notice, like, little 30, 30 like, not even 30, like, second samples being yeah. p- being thrown throughout there.
1: Like, two bars sometimes. Yeah, like, in bars, Johnny there. Royale, there's 13 samples in Johnny Royale. Two yeah. of them were their own songs off License to Ill. Wow. Where they sampled Fight for Your Right and The New Style in that one song for their follow up album.
0: And there is a, there is a Beatles sample in this as well. Yep. There, there's a they sam- sample
1: Jaws, yeah. uh, Psycho. It's it's so crazy and just so like experimental, which is another reason why I think I love the Beats um, so much on that album. It's just so different, something you've never heard before, you never heard since, because they basically killed the industry with sampling after that album was made. And I had
0: and I had no idea how influential Adam Yauch was in their promotion going forward oh, yeah. after Paul's boutique. Um, taking yep. over the promotion, taking over the promo shots, filming the the cover art for Paul's boutique, which is a kind of a great album. If you ever see the full fold of the LP, oh yeah, the, it looks the amazing. LP version
1: is awesome.
0: Yep. Um, so he took over all the promotion and the videos. He he filmed the music videos too as an alter ego as his uncle.
1: His uncle from Sweden is it? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> his uncle from
0: Sweden, who well, actually there's a scene of him in uh, at the MTV Movie Awards showing up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um at the very
0: end though if you don't tear up at the end if you don't if you don't well oh up God. at the end ad rock talking about his finishing the tribute to mca and he can't do it he tells mike d that um to finish it if you if you watch the um with the subtitles which i always do um he tells he tells mike d whispers to him i can't do this finish it for me they're trying to do a tribute to mca mca at the end um yep. it's just incredible um and during the after credits, they show kind of deleted scenes of Ben Stiller, David Cross, Steve Buscemi in the crowd. I thought that was incredible. Michael yep. K. Williams is, is in one of these sketches that they, uh, they had. They had sketches filmed in for this him. thing, too. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, it was fucking great. This is this is a great documentary. Yeah. I've been telling you I, to
1: watch it for like three years. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's great. It's awesome.
0: I'll, I'll say this. I was uh, casually into Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people, I knew all the hits. Um, I knew, I knew, I had my favorite hits. Um, a lot of them are on license deal, but I like, um, yep. sabotage. I like, uh, what you yeah. want all the big ones. I like all the big ones and hearing the story of how they became this group of kids, Jewish kids from New York and just, just nerds pretty much just yep. geeks and nerds yeah, living on the streets yeah. as friends looking for people like them and they found each other which is and, amazing
1: and the fact they had uh that whole story with kate was pretty sweet too yeah. um because the band started out with kate as yeah. um their drummer and uh they basically just kind of stopped talking to her when they met russell and uh rick rubin and then that story of Adrock rock seeing her after like all the license ill stuff in the in the store and being afraid to even go talk to her and then full circle signing her band to like a $3 million deal. Like they basically just signed them so that she would get paid basically what she would have been paid in royalties, um, which is kind of a cool story um, when they opened their own label for uh, their third album. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a really good documentary. Um, I recommend the audiobook is excellent, which mm-hmm. a lot of the stories are in that too. But the audio book, different chapters are read by different celebrities that are friends of theirs. Hmm. Um, it's a really good listen. It's long because the book is fucking huge, but it's a really good listen.
0: It's the first time I've ever heard Ad Rock do an actual actual great interpretation on film. Because if you ever see him do interviews, he's he just doesn't want to be there. Like oh, if yeah. you ever hear if you ever hear him do a radio interview or or a TV interview, yeah, he does not want to be there. And you can except tell he's except for when he
1: was promoting this, <laughs> but um yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially was, back in
1: the day, he just—I think he was always just—I mean, they cock, were always cocky, so high too, cocky, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so cocky, and that—that yeah. that scene where Mike D's like, I don't know what strain I was on in that scene, but it looked like yeah. I was on an awfully aggressive one. <laughs> they yeah. were just, yeah, they were yeah. very, yeah.
0: <laughs> and obviously, Eminem had his influence from them. Every everybody oh, yeah. had their influence, and yep. uh, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome documentary. So, yes. with that being said. Let's get into news. Lots of trailers, big movies coming out, so the trailers are crazy right now, so it's the trailer roundup. Five Nights at Freddy, I think this is coming out on what, Peacock, one of those One of those streaming, I don't know. What I it think is. it is Peacock. I um, believe it's based off a video game, if I'm not mistaken. Um... I don't know anything about this. The trailer looks okay, not knowing anything about it. So, we'll see. I know Matthew Lillard is in it. It looks like they're going into like a Chuck and Cheese type place. and uh, Yeah. And they're stuck there. Something's going on for five nights. I have no idea. But um, The other trailer that I wanted to mention was Killers of the Flower Moon. Directed and written by Martin Scorsese. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I believe... Um, um, fuck. What's his name? Who else is in that? Um oh, fuck oh my god I'm blanking um Robert Janeiro uh yeah. somebody there's somebody else gotcha. big in there I can't remember but um Killers of the Flower Moon looks pretty good it's about an indian uh some it's about american uh, american indian uh being taken over by the white man type of story so uh, historical score score does a pretty good job with the historical stories so and Leonardo's great too so we'll see um, new trailer for The Haunted Mansion, uh, Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, I think he'll probably steal this movie if it's any good. Yeah, he's
1: so good. He's really Even good. Even if the movie sucks, uh, he's going to be good. Yeah, he's he is he's such a character.
0: Uh And there's a lot of nods. If you've ever been on The Haunted Mansion ride at Disney, uh, there's a lot yep. of nods to the ride in, in the trailer uh, for the second time. It's the second trailer. comes out on June 28th. Um, full full trailer comes out on Ju- uh, July twelfth for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Tom Cruise, of course, um, Haley Atwell from Captain America, uh, all the Captain America movies. is Peggy, um, Simon Pegg. All the all the people there. I think Palm is in that too. We have too. to uh,
1: do a rewatch or catch up because you've only got you've only uh, seen three three of them, right? Yep. You saw the JJ one. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't okay. seen the JJ one. Oh, that's that's, uh, that's the third one.
0: And I hear, and I hear they, I hear no, that was the fourth one. I think. Um, I hear they got really good after that. The after I stopped watching. Um, but yeah, the trailer looked really good. Um, looking forward to catching up on those. Looking forward to catching up on that. And not fast, Fast and Furious movies, which I've been trying to get into. But yeah, I, JJ I, I...
1: did the third one, and then. Somebody else did four, and then McCreary has been on since five. Five, six, and seven. He's
0: I haven't seen, I thought J.J. did the one with, um, with uh, what's his name, uh, the dive. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, Seymour that, Hoffman. Was
1: three. that was three.
0: I've seen three, and I didn't see the one with Seymour Hoffman. I thought I saw well, the third one. that's three.
1: <laughs> okay. Maybe you saw four and thought it was three.
0: Mm, I don't know. I have to, I have to look into it. Cause I, I know I haven't seen the one with Seymour Hoffman, but I thought I saw the third one, but maybe I didn't. Um, I just remember the soundtrack for the second one with Metallica, and, and I yep. think I think when the, Biscuit uh, did the, that movie delivery. sucked,
1: but it was like typical, like for the time, it was like what that was what was going on at the time for movies. Yes. Like John Woo was everywhere, so they let him direct one, and he just made it a John Woo flick, and it was fun for the time, but it's not a very good movie. Um, three and on is where they get good.
0: Okay, yeah, Tom Tom Cruise is sixty years old now. Yeah. Doing these crazy fucking stunts and the stunts that they showed in the trailer are sure just like very small, very small what you're going to see in the actual movie, yeah. but he's fucking crazy. And he's basically
1: making new James Bond movies like a better version of the James Bond franchise like he's the American James Bond in these movies. Um, and he didn't, even, and was, he
0: didn't even he didn't even start this franchise. It was a fucking TV show. This is I know. this is the most successful this is the most successful TV show adaptation ever.
1: And ever. the franchise itself took a break for a little bit between 2 and 3, I think it was like yeah. A few years like a handful of years before they made 3. Yeah.
0: Um I don't know. I tagged you in this trailer. I hope you watched it because it was fucking incredible for the creator. Did you see this trailer?
1: I did. Oh my god!
0: It, it looks, looks like good. Star. It looks like Star yeah. Wars done right. Of course, yep. done by the director of Rogue One, which we probably should have suspected. Um, it's called The yep. Creator. Uh, looks like Star Wars. Opens on September 29th. Um, looks amazing. Visually amazing. Um, there's there's droids. There's there's spaceships. There's space. There's futuristic, out world, other world type. It's it's great. It looks great. Yeah. Idea. I want. I, I can't into wait that. to
1: see that, and I can't wait to see. I cannot wait for the trailer for Rebel Moon. Um, yep. those yep. are movies that are very high on my list of what I want to see. Uh, good sci-fi is really hard to come by these days, so I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We can. You can. Uh, we talked mentioned last week. You can thank. You can thank James Gunn for a lot of things. Yep. I think being creative and making Star Wars, making space stories, making space yep. opera operas um the norm again is great um bringing these original new stories is going to be great to see uh rebel moon and the creator both two that i'm excited to see so very Um, much so so let's get into the news guardians of the galaxy volume three victorious again in the second week 60.5 million dollars in the second weekend um they only dropped 49 percent from its debut making it one of the uh, best holds for marvel entry after first to second week drop um see so yeah, movies get making making tons of money um not to problem not gonna make a, a billion dollars but are gonna be pretty goddamn close it's um, gonna
1: be i'd say 850 to 950 yep when all yep. is said and done i don't think it's gonna hit a billion um it might but i mean this coming weekend spider-man comes out right no uh two weeks. Like, two weeks but next weekend
0: we uh this weekend was fast 10 that's gonna be huge um, next weekend is yep. Little Mermaid. That's going to be huge. That's it, the Little Mermaid. and the, the, yeah. the Machine. And then the weekend after is Spider-Man. Yeah. The weekend after that, I can't remember what comes out, but I know it's like, Indian um, Transformers. 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 Transformers comes out the next Stand week. end of the month.
1: And the next week after that is Flash. Yes. Two weeks after Flash is Indy. Yes, yeah, so um, movie every week. So yeah, week. June is going to be, uh,
0: Starting next week, month. starting next week, I'll be spending my day at the movie theater pretty much every Friday, so... Um, yes. Friday and Saturday next week probably because I'm going to see the machine next Saturday. So, um, oh, you are nice. Yep. Um, talk about the writer strike still going on. Seth MacFarlane quit Family Guy and American Dad until the new writers contracts are, are struck. Um, the Penguin spinoff on HBO Max has been shut down because of the strike until the strike that is sucks. done. Um, so there's still a lot of shit going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a lot of stuff is starting to film that already had scripts. Being smart, keeping projects going. Um, Beetlejuice 2 happened right after we recorded last week. William Defoe joined the cast with Jenna Ortega, Jenna Ortega and Michael Keaton. There is a behind the scene, scene shot of Winona Ryder uh, filming her scene as uh, as uh, Lydia, whatever her name was in the in the first movie, is coming back as the as her mother, as uh, uh, Jenna Ortega's mother. So I mean, Beetlejuice 2. I don't know how it's going to be, but. Looking forward to seeing it, because Michael Keaton's great as that character. Um, Vigo Mortensen, Shia LaBeouf, Courtney Love are all joining a David Mamet uh, uh, JFK thriller assassination movie. Um, also going to have Al Pacino and uh, and um, John Travolta. So, I don't know. I, a JFK thriller assassination movies called Assassination. Um, I, I I'm into history movies, so historic movies. So, we'll see. Uh, David Mamet. What else has he done? Name is familiar. I can't picture other movies. He's, I have no idea. Um, I know. I know. There's some. Fan, there's some popular ones here. I just can't David think of Mamet.
1: Let's see.
0: Uh, while you look it up, Arnold Schwarzenegger Sorcen- revealed that his twin sequel, which I was actually looking forward to, called Triplets with him, Danny DeVito, and Eddie Murphy, isn't moving forward. Um, after Ivan Reitman died, he kind of said the story fell apart because his son didn't want to touch it. So I mean, it sucks. Cause I didn't want to see it. Been interesting to have a third, a third triplet coming out, being Eddie Murphy,
1: but yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing that Mamet has done that I wouldn't have even known is he did the screenplay to the movie Hannibal, okay, and to the movie Ronin, okay, and then he's directed a bunch of stuff I've never seen, okay. But you've probably seen some, maybe you've seen something I haven't.
0: I've heard I've heard his name before, but yeah. Um, okay, but Eddie Murphy is readying his. Uh, He's writing his eyeglass, his magnifying glass, to be the new Inspector Clouseau for a reboot of the Pink Panther films. Um, notoriously, it was Peter Sellers. Then it was um, Steve Martin in the, in the 2000s, late 90s. So he's in talks to reboot the Pink Panther series. Eddie Murphy, also almost 60. Or, he is 60. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. But he's old.
1: When's um, Beverly Hills Cop come out? Like, November.
0: Uh, I have no idea, but I am looking forward to that because they're bringing the entire cast back. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see. I
1: love Beverly Hills Cop.
0: The first two are good. Third yes, one third it,
1: one sucked. Yeah. Third one's what the one at the carnival or some shit. Yeah, yes, that one sucks.
0: It was, it was horrible.
1: And only Judge Reinhold. The other guy didn't come back. So yeah, it was awful.
0: Uh, TBS is rebooting the Joe Schmo show. I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. that Joe Schmo was my favorite reality show of all time. Um it's it's pretty much they take one guy and they have a whole bunch of improv actors in the house with this one guy and they do a fake reality show around this one guy. He thinks everything is real, all the actors are acting around him. It's incredible. It's an incredible human story of how how they try to fuck with this character. They've done it 3 times. Um Ralph Garman who does a podcast with Kevin Smith. He hosted the first 3 seasons. Um, he's pretty much denounced this fourth one because they asked him to come in at the very last minute as a kind of second thought just to get some, some, uh, levity to the first three seasons, some familiarity. Um, he kind of, and they offered him a really, really, really low ball amount to come in for filming. Um, but yeah, Joe Schmo is a great show. Um, I don't know how the fourth season is going to be. They brought in a new woman host, a British woman host, Kat Dealey, um, so we'll see. I I love Joe Schmo, so maybe I like it. But I also like it because of Ralph Garman. I I, I yeah. knew I loved Ralph Garman before before I ever knew he did a podcast with Kevin Smith. Yeah. I listen I listen to Ralph Garman every five days a week in his podcast. He does a five day a week podcast, so it's
1: awesome. I uh, I watch obviously I watch that Christian Holoff guy He used to write for WWE or whatnot, and he did uh one he did like a thing on his channel called Schmodowns, and Kevin Smith was a part of that. Um, and so was Ralph Garman at one nice. point also when they were doing that. They did it for, like, charity, and they would put clips up on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, that's good news. It's coming yeah. back.
0: It's a good show. Um, if you can find it, I watch it. It's not that easy of a show to find. You, have to, you can get them on DVD. I have them all on DVD. Um, but, yeah. Um, Sony announced that PlayStation will have a showcase on May 24th. Um, everybody dropped out of E3, so they're all doing their individual kind of uh, – um, Re- uh, reveals. So in five days from now, we're recording on Friday, so next week we'll be talking about it. Um, we're going to see new trailers for Wolverine, new trailers for Spider-Man 2, uh, a couple of other things that Sony is going to re- reveal. Um, I new, really want to see a Wolverine trailer. Me too. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff announced for this thing. It's, it's pretty much what you would expect from an E3, Sony pulling their own strings and doing it themselves. So, looking forward to that. Um, Speaking of video games, Tears of the Kingdom is the fastest-selling Zelda game ever. 10 million games sold in the first three days. Kevin, is one of those 10 <laughs> it million. It is
1: incredibly, it is so, it's good. Um, I'm not very creative, though, so I am absolutely trash at this game. Okay. You saw, I've been tagging you on some of the videos on the Zelda thing. You've it been seeing what some of these like people a, are it doing. It looks
0: like a lot, yeah. It, and it looks like a lot. It's
1: a lot to take in. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately I've had as much time to play as I wanted to, um, but it is an incredibly fun game. My cousin is addicted to it. She's flying through it. My other buddy Ben is loving it. Um, he plays it all the time. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot of creativity with the new mechanic they use. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's one of those things that once you get into it, into it, you just get hooked and spend your entire life playing it.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, another game revealed this week. A huge game. It was a reboot for the oh, series. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 1. They go back to oh, the very beginning wait. roots. Change all the characters to very new, very new, uh, iterations of the characters. A lot of them with Japanese roots. Um, I didn't I, see one white man in the whole entire thing. What was,
1: what was the last Mortal Kombat you played? Uh,
0: either 11 or 12. It was one of the last one. I think it was okay, 11. Okay, so,
1: so you've done the ones with the bone breaking and stuff like that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope they get rid of that thing because it fucking sucks.
0: Um, in the trailer. If it's those cool. Fa- if those fatalities... It looks great, but
1: it's just, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I like it more basic. Like, I love my Mortal Kombat 3, but I know you have to, yeah. you know, advance the series. But um, I didn't like that type of stuff and, like, selecting different styles to use. I hope this one's more basic. And if they actually put in a creative fighter, it would be the greatest thing ever, which I don't think they'll ever do. Yeah. But could you imagine creating your own Mortal Kombat character, how dope that would be? Yeah, but I mean, maybe having the the new guy that's not even in the games in the new movies, uh, maybe they could do that so for the game where you can like build your own guy. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Luke Kane is on the cover art. Um, yep. And it, it, if they do the fatalities like they like they showed in the trailer, very cinematic. Yep. If that if that if this game looks as cinematic as that trailer did, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, um, using and the PS5 I've graphics.
1: Uh, collector's edition Yep, I did so post madly, it in the notes. notes it looks awesome it Luke looks Heng. so awesome like that for the sh- for the shelf I want that thing of Luke King at least you know with
0: the two dragons yeah it looks I'm awesome. sure it'll
1: be like if it's like 100 bucks I'm definitely gonna buy it if it's 150 we'll see but it looks really sweet
0: the room ru- the rumors of uh DLC for this coming out in the first yep. DLC pack oh yeah uh peacemaker John Cenas peacemaker homelander from the boys Yep. Jean Claude Van Damme, and I also saw the main He's, character of Invincible, the cartoon. Yep. as one of the main characters, um, as one of the DC- Jean Claude
1: Van Damme is going to be a skin to Johnny Cage.
0: Okay, so he'll sense.
1: be Johnny Cage, but look like Jean Claude Van Damme uh, from everything I read. And of course, I saw this news last night when I was watching Lionheart, one of my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movies from 1991. I think. Nice. Um, but yeah, I can't. I when I saw that, I'm like, okay, now I'm definitely buying it. With nice. if his skin is in it.
0: You want John claude Van Damme's skin.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Uh, Post Malone. I don't know how, how, you are, how much you are into Post Malone. I like Post Malone uh, a couple lot. A couple of good albums from his him. His
1: grandfather ate his foxes. So, good for him.
0: Nice. Um, he's got a new album coming out called Austin. His first name, Austin, coming out on July 28th. Uh, released his first single today. Uh, sounds pretty good. Post Maloney, it looked like an Amish guy dancing on the top of a trailer, but that's just yeah. me. Um, this is epic. I don't know if you saw yes, this Yes, I this saw week. this.
1: Oh, I definitely saw this.
0: Almost 4,000-piece Lego set of the Batman Returns Batcave. It's coming soon. Um, it looks awesome. It's the same exact Batcave from Batman Returns from the 90s. It looks incredible, and it, it almost looks Ray, like it's... It,
1: why a Lego set so expensive? Because this thing's going to be like 500 bucks.
0: Because the pieces, the pi- there's 4,000 pieces, anything higher I know. Than, yeah. They're, they're but it's, it's crazy
1: how expensive these kits are, but they look awesome if you can complete them.
0: It's like a giant puzzle. If you like puzzles, yeah. it's, it's like yep. an epic puzzle. It's, it's like a
1: $500 big. puzzle.
0: Oh, yep. um, yeah, man, it's just incredible. And it looks like there's a lot. There's a mm-hmm. Batmobile included with it. It almost looks like yeah, it's it looks wall-mountable.
1: Awesome. And, and, and I was going to say, do you, can you, you close it up? Is that yeah, what the deal is? Yeah, like you cl- pull everything out and... Yeah,
0: yeah. There's, a big, there's a big giant bat symbol in the very front of it. It almost looks like it could yep. be wall-mountable. I don't know. It, yep. it does look really cool. It looks um, awesome. Yeah. Comes with a whole bunch of characters from the movie. It also comes with a character who was played by Christopher Walken. He comes with him as a little minifigure, too. So Oh, yep. yep. Um, Breaking news yesterday... In, at Disney World uh, Disney is shutting down the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser before we could even have a chance to save up money and go um, closing down Isn't in that September
1: like super expensive
0: it's like $3600 per person for a three nights a three day stay
1: and you need like a minimum of four people though or something like that you you have to you have to
0: you have to rent a suite with a family um, Yes. So you pay and, for like
1: four or five people. And yeah, yeah you're
0: talking crazy. fifteen. You're talking fifteen thousand, twelve thousand dollars just to go to this thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hotel based off of Star Wars that was highly, highly anticipated by geeks everywhere, especially Star Wars nerds. And it's just the pan. It came out during the pandemic, and it did. It didn't do well. Um, yeah. Star Wars is a very niche audience, and they're not, and a lot of them will pay that much money once. <laughs> Maybe twice yeah. every couple of years, but it's not a it's not something that's going to it's not something that's going to make them a lot of money long term. Um,
1: yeah, it's a great idea, but charging that much is just ridiculous.
0: Yep, and uh, they are closing down. Uh, they're doing budget costs budget cuts right now. So, um, and and the other thing is, there I think there was only a hundred rooms as well. So, a hundred times four, four hundred people at, at once uh, living yeah. in this hotel. And you and you the other thing is, you couldn't leave the hotel. It was an interactive thing that you had to stay in the hotel. It was it was almost like a uh, one of those dinner shows. So you had to stay there, watch live sh- live shit going on. You had to rescue Chewbacca at one point during the day. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And then at the very end, you see a light, lightsaber fight with Rey and Kylo Ren on one of the decks. So, I mean, it, it sounds awesome on paper. I'm sure it's awesome if you go there. I'm sure the food's awesome. Star Wars fan, I would have loved to do this. If I had the money, if I had the time, yep. I would have been down there in a heartbeat. Also, you have to book way ahead. I'm sure they're already booked up until September, so chances are if you haven't gone and you wanted to go, you're not going now <laughs> to the very last few months <laughs> that they have it. But uh, it's too bad. It would have been good to go. But um, in comic book news, uh, Miss Marvel is going to die in an upcoming Spider Man comic. Uh, Miss Marvel comic Kamala Khan. Um, yep. Nobody ever dies long-term in, in comic books, so... Um, of course, Entertainment Weekly picked up the story, so... We'll see about that. Um, Venom 3, casting news. Um, starring alongside Tom Hardy in Venom. And then Venom 3 will be... Shit... Shit... Oh my god, shit... <laughs> I know it's edgy of 4, but I can't... I, shit, is it... Shit, it's well, Edge
1: of 4. I'm not even trying.
0: I know it's edgy of 4, but... He is going to star. He, he was in Mordo and uh, Doctor Strange. He was also in 12 Years of Slave. Um, he's going to star in Venom 3. Don't know who's going to play. Uh, a lot of people are thinking it could be. Um, um, the King of the Symbiots. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, I, I think that's too soon for Venom. But we'll see. Um, I kind of have a love-hate with the Venom movies. I love Venom. I love Tom Hardy. I hate the story. I hate that Spider-Man is not a part of it. Um, I, I did like Carnage. There's a really, some really cool scenes with Carnage in the second movie. Um, but for overall, I kinda, I, I'm, I'm mad at the Sony universe, so.
1: Yeah. Um, I like, I like the first Venom a lot. Second one's just okay. Um, first Venom was fine though. Um, they both made a lot of money though, so obviously they're getting a sequel. I mean, the second one came out during the pandemic. It still made like 800 million. So, Uh, or like around the pandemic time, like it was like one of those in-between movies maybe where before cases start picking back up again but yeah that made it over around 800 million i want to say
0: yep um and we met, we've been mentioning we've been hinting to it this is going to happen and disney had re- announced this week that they're going to remove more than two dozen titles from disney plus and hulu including the new series I that they just came made out <laughs> last year with uh, Warwick Davis Willow the remake of Willow if you want to watch it watch it soon because they're going to take that off um, a lot of other shows that were uh made specifically uh uh, disney plus originals hulu originals are going to be taken off um they don't want to pay royalties they don't want to pay these people for uh streaming so they're taking them off um the 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 renaissance of streaming as we know it is over um it is not the wild west anymore it is going to be straight it's going to be strict it's going to be uh it's going to be limited series, limited time. Um, so, if you want to see something, watch it now. <laughs> Especially the classic shows; they don't want to pay those people either. So, um, you like yep. fa- you like Family Matters, you like Urkel, watch it now. Um, Harrison Ford um, had a five-minute standing ovation at Cannes a couple nights ago. Um, they film They did the Indiana Jones five, which is getting horrible reviews. I think it was forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw. Um, they did say what I read from the reviews so far is that um, it's a great ending. A great. It's a great way to end the story of Indiana Jones, retconning what happened in the fourth movie. Not not necessarily retconning it, but making a better version of that. However, um, there's a lot of problems with it, I guess. And from what we heard in behind-the-scenes when the movie was being made, there were behind-the-scenes issues too, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that something like this happened. So we'll but see. I comes trust out-
1: Gold, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll um, see. I tend to like movies like this anyways more than most critics. Um, yes, me too. Because I love Indiana Jones, so um, I'm not too worried about if I'll like it or not. Yeah, um, I'll decide for myself.
0: Speaking of Indiana Jones, all four movies are going to be on May 31st next week on Disney Plus. And also Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, also going yep. to be on there the whole entire series. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I've seen one or two episodes but never got into the whole thing. It was uh, I've directed seen a handful. by directed by uh, George Lucas, correct? Or written by George Lucas? I think the whole entire so, yeah. series. Um, I just remember
1: going to friends of mine, they were older um, at the time, they were in high school, and I was probably like 10 or 11 and they were watching it um all the time, they're big Indiana Jones fans. but yep. I never sat down and watched it, yeah, from start to finish.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. Stars the stars the guy who was in uh, Boondock Saints uh, man, one of the McMahon, or not not um, yeah. Um, I can't oh, think God, of his,
1: what's na- his name. Sh- I
0: can't think of his name. He was in he was Saw Seven. In, he was in Powder too. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he, not not uh, not. I can't even think of the guy's name. With the bow not, Norman not Norman not Reedus. Not Norman Reedus. The other guy. The other guy. Yeah. He plays the young Indiana Jones. Um, also Marvel released two, the two, uh, dates for the, for the two TV shows coming out this year. Loki season two starts, starts streaming on October 6th of this year, later in the year. Um, echo, the whole entire series drops on Thanksgiving day on November 29th. Um, I speculated to you in our text thread that they must have no faith in echo. A lot of people are saying the same thing. They can drop um, it
1: in one weekend so people aren't talking about week to week about how disappointing it is. Yeah. And the they'll station, drop the it at station. Thanksgiving so you can watch it that weekend um, and then forget about it.
0: Yep. A lot, of, uh, a lot of the things that we heard about Indiana Jones and how bad the production was, I heard the same thing about Echo 2. So yeah. that's probably why they have no faith in it. Um, finally in news, Captain America New World Order still filming and ca- caught on on camera on set was WWE's own Seth Rollins in one of the one of the members of the Serpent Society, um, dressed in dressed in some sort of a Serpent Serpent Society garb, on set filming the scenes with uh, Falcon, Anthony Mackie. So, looking forward to this. Uh, looks like it's going to be Indian. It's going to be Indian. It's going to be uh, Captain America slash Incredible Hulk slash uh, continuation of. Marvel. So I can't wait yep. for this. It looks really it looks like it could be really yep. good. Um especially yep. if do, especially if they do the Red Hulk. So yep. Um That's it for news and that's it for our show. No,
1: not really. You you forgot one thing. Um it seems like I don't think it's official yet, so it could be rumor. I don't know if it's been debunked yet. But Kang Dynasty lost their writer. Um the guy that wrote Quantumania yeah, is I, no I, longer I attached. See that. But it wasn't an official thing. It was just like a rumor, so we'll keep you posted on that.
0: Yep, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff going on with the writer's strike and Kang. The other thing I wanted to mention with Loki, I didn't mention Loki Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, speculation is why it was moved to October, because it was speculating it was supposed to come out in like August. Yeah. Um, from what everybody's saying, that there's a reason for that, and it has to do with Jonathan Majors. Um yeah. and, and retconning Jonathan Majors. Maybe so they'll we'll take see. him
1: out, and he'll only be in very short scenes, or not at all. Who knows?
0: Or... Or filming something new to put in there to explain why the character is changing, Um, or yeah, we'll have to wait and see because Kang is a huge part going forward. Yeah, Yeah, and they have to do a pivot. Um, um, He is
1: not for nothing. He was kind of weak in Quantum Mania, so yeah. Like (laughs) I think I
0: think that was that was a good story for him as a as an actor. Um, Yes, it's pretty much his last hurrah as an actor. But yeah, yeah, could be. So that's it for our show. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will talk to everyone next week. With a, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to Little Mermaid or not. Um, if I do, it'll be it'll be Friday afternoon. I know I'm going to watch the Machine. we I'll review that the week after, but um, but we'll see. I, I do I, I do need to watch Air as well. There's a lot of stuff out that I need to catch up on. Kevin's back to work, so I need to <laughs> I need to pull the strings this summer going forward to catch up on things that he's already saw and we can review kind of like we did with
1: Beastie Boys today. So.
0: Yes. Uh, in, in three, three hours,
1: th- he will review air. In three years,
0: yes. In three in three years, after I watch it a little bit here, half hour, half hour, half hour times. So. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Peace. Later. Baby pop and let all the fly skimmers feel the beat
1: mm, drop Hi. cooling on the corner on a hot summer's day Hi. just me and my plastic MCA a lot of beer yeah. a lot of girls and a lot of cursing 22 automatic on my person Got my